Hi, I'm Eric Angevine. Welcome to Radio Superfly. Today we're going to explore the music of a high-powered but short-lived supergroup that wanted to accomplish more than just a number one hit record. I first learned about the Soul Clan on an episode of The Well of Sound, a fantastic podcast made by one of my favorite co-workers. He and his co-host did an episode about supergroups and briefly mentioned the Soul Clan. I had never heard of them, but they sounded perfect for this show, so I did my research, and here we are. The Soul Clan was a collective of famous soul singers, all of whom recorded for Atlantic Records. Every member of the group was an icon in his own right. The original lineup, formed in 1966, featured Solomon Burke, Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, Don Covey, and Joe Tex. Before they could record together, Pickett quit and Redding died in a plane crash. Arthur Conley and Benny King stepped in. As I tell the group's story, I'll also play some music from their only album, also titled Soul Clan. The album featured two group recordings that were issued as A and B sides of a modestly successful single. The rest of the album was made up of solo songs from each famous artist. We'll start with one by the group's purported founder, Don Covey. the artists involved with the project had a thriving solo career, so a couple of questions spring to mind. One, why did they decide to collaborate? And two, why is this record so obscure? The answers are intertwined in the group's mission statement and how it was perceived by the white power structure of the 1960s. In a 1992 interview, Burke explained the concept of the Soul Clan. Quote, I remember we walked in and asked for a million dollars. It was Otis Redding, Joe Tex, Wilson Pickett, Don Covey, Ben E. King, and myself. We all went in together. We were all on the charts. We asked for a million dollars for a real estate project as an organization, as a soul clan. We intended to buy up a lot of property in the south, in the ghetto areas, and remodel them and build homes and we needed a million dollars to put this project together." End quote. Got to get you off of my mind I know it's just a matter of time You found somebody new All romance is through Yes it is Gonna throw your picture away 
You didn't know my love in your way You found somebody new Yes, it is. Some folks' love is hard and strong. That's the kind of love that lingers on. Some folks' love is swift and fast. That's the kind of love honey, that'll never last. We have a love that was in between. And to me, it was like a dream. We had to stay together till June. Not a problem, wild again. That's why got to get you off of my mind. I know it's just a matter of time. You found somebody new, and all the man says to me, listen to me. Got to get you. Off of my mind I know it's just a matter of time Got to get you Off of my mind I know it's just a matter A million dollars for urban renewal doesn't sound like much to modern ears, but perhaps the group should have kept its social justice agenda under wraps anyway. Burke felt that Atlantic was uncomfortable with the group's desire to do good in the African-American community, and perhaps did not invest as much time and effort as the project deserved. There was some internal concern about the group's big idea, too. According to Billboard magazine, Pickett dropped out because he was uncomfortable with Burke's grandiose financial plans. Ben E. King more or less took Pickett's spot. King, best known for his smash hit Stand By Me, contributed a solo track to the album called Don't Play That Song, and it's built upon a, shall we say, somewhat familiar bass line. Don't play it no more Don't play it no more Don't play it no more No, no, no song for me It brings back memories Of days that I once knew The days I spent with you Oh no, don't let it play It fills my heart with pain Please stop it right away I remember just a Joe Tex later described the careful line the group was walking, saying they wanted to, quote, talk to white, talk to black, don't piss nobody off, but don't Tom neither, end quote. The group's efforts to appease Atlantic and the rest of the world were ultimately in vain. The 1968 single Soul Meeting, which we'll hear at the end of this episode, stalled out at number 34 on the Soul Singles chart. Burke's postmortem was caustic. 
Quote, the record was stopped and banned. We were going against the grain of what black entertainers were supposed to do. We were all just supposed to go out and buy red Cadillacs. We weren't supposed to go out and start talking about spending millions of dollars on building and developing. We were supposed to talk about having parties and good times and eating barbecue ribs. You know, pork chops. End quote. skinny legs. You know that ain't no way to do. <laughs> you didn't act like that when you had it home behind closed doors. All right. Now you act like you're ashamed of her. Don't even want nobody to know she's yours. But that's all right. You just walk on, baby. And don't you worry about a doggone thing at all. Burke left Atlantic shortly after the project's failure. Writer Rob Watman also questioned the choices made by Atlantic's Jerry Wexler in developing and promoting his pantheon of great singers. Quote, Times were changing and none of the final lineup of the Soul Clan were experimenting with nor being encouraged to try the new sounds of funk that might have boosted and elongated their hit careers. Atlantic Records was happy to let them fade away while sucking up the back catalogs and talents of regional hit factories such as Stax. No Marvin Gaye's or Stevie Wonder's would be nurtured in New York City." End quote. That said, Arthur Conley's contribution to the eventual Soul Clan album did have a serious groove. Everywhere. Coming from the east, coming from the west. 
The Soul Clan didn't record again after the single bombed, but the group did get together for a sold-out concert at New York's Savoy Theatre in 1981. Conley was in Europe at the time, so Wilson Pickett officially rejoined the group for the live date. I honestly couldn't find any information about the final disposition of the Soul Clan's big urban renewal project. I have to assume we would have heard about it if it had been a raging success. However it ended up, it was a noble idea, and the surviving recordings of the supergroup in action are an interesting artifact of the era. I started the show with the B-side, That's How It Feels, so let's close the show by checking out that forgotten number 34 single, Soul Meeting. Thanks for joining me on Radio Superfly. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the Soul Clan. Hey man, go packing up this bag, man. Where you going, Joe? I'm going back to Baton Rouge, man. I thought you had a good thing going. Ain't got nothing going up here in New York, man. Listen, huh? want to bring up here? Much too high. And I'm just sad and make enough money trying to get back. Listen, I can't see. She's all right.